Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is good, everyone? Did you miss us? We are back. Welcome to the KGW 3 on 3 Blazers podcast. Here's a little sample of what Jared and I are cooking up. Shamsharania giving us a little bit of details into Ben Simmons and what it might take for the Trailblazers to make that blockbuster deal. And are you fed up with Root Sports already? I'm just annoyed. All right, we'll dive into that because I really would like to watch the Trailblazers at home, you know, when I'm not working. And number three that we've got, we've got training camp storylines. Are you buying or selling? Anthony Simons, point guard? Nasir Little, is this his time? Nurk is happy? And we've got some adjustments to make on the defensive end. All that and so much more. Let's start the pod. Ah, yes, you are rocking with KGW's three on three Blazers. My name is Orlando, joined as always by Jared Cowley. It is so good to be back, Jared. Long time no see as we do this thing via Zoom. How are things going in your world? Let's just set the the table here for a moment and catch up. Things are going very well. Um, What's kind of cool is that it it is every time we get together for one of these podcasts, it is a long time no see kind of thing, but... uh, I will actually be coming back into the office starting the end of this month. So I will get to see you in person more often and we'll get to start recording the podcast in person again, which will be really fun. So uh, things are going well, you know, can't complain. Family's happy and healthy and uh, Blazers season is about to start, which uh, is exciting, I guess. So things are going well. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, I'm looking forward to, to having you back in the building here at KGW uh, it'll be a good time doing it in person. It's just always a little bit better when you get to be face to face with someone as we've all experienced over the past year, year and a half, uh, as we we've done things and figured out new ways uh, of continuing to get the job done, but there's nothing beats being in person for these things. So man, I'm looking forward to it. Family is well, can't complain. And as all of the seasons merge together, it is my time where, uh, you know, there's not as much sleep involved, but you know, I'll never complain about the workload because of what we've gone through over the past year and a half and seeing sports back together and especially Blazers basketball here in Rip City. There's nothing like it. You can already feel the hype. You can already feel the excitement of basketball back and with a new era of, of Trailblazers basketball. There's really a lot to dive into to get excited about um, and, and to be critical about. And, you know, we're going to do all of that because that's what we do here on the podcast. But as I got up today, I'm, I'm, roll, I'm scrolling through Twitter, 
And one of the first things I see, the comments have already blown up and <laughs> Shamsharania blessing the, the feed with, with a little, with, with some info on the Ben Simmons saga and what it might actually take to get a trade done out of, out of Philadelphia and, you know, them being enticed with C.J. McCollum and hearing that, you know, it, it's going to take a lot to, to get Ben Simmons done in a trade, you know, adding three firsts and three pick swaps and a package deal. So, Jared, I'd like to know what your thoughts were when you saw that report from Shams and what you think about Daryl Morey swinging <laughs> for the fences here in, in what he wants uh, in exchange for Simmons. Yeah, so like you, I, I kind of woke up to that. Shams throws this two-minute video up on Twitter with this nice little like nugget of actual news about <laughs> the Blazers and the 76ers. Um, that basically, the Sixers had reached out to the Blazers. I think that there have probably been maybe discussions about Simmons, C.J. McCollum as like the two main pieces in a trade. But Shams mm-hmm. reports that the Sixers, Daryl Morey, the GM of the Sixers, asked for three first-round picks from the Blazers, three first-round pick swaps, which means that the Sixers would have the right to trade whatever year's pick, you know, that pick swap is in for the Blazers' first-round pick. So if the Blazers had a better first-round pick, they'd have to give it to the Sixers in exchange. And then CJ McCollum on top of that. And so my first, my initial reaction, and it's what I tweeted out, is that Daryl Morey needs to, at some point, like, have a realistic expectation of what Ben Simmons trade value is because it's not this that's superstar trade value and Ben Simmons I mean we've talked about him and I I do think he'd be a great fit in Portland I do think he's an excellent player multi-time all-star but he's not a superstar he's not James Harden he's not Anthony Davis like he he should not get that kind of trade package in return especially when you look at him his trade value is as low as it's ever been and probably ever will be right now so until Daryl Morey really looks at this realistically nothing's going to happen whether it's with the Blazers or any other team that might be interested in trading for Ben Simmons and I've seen a lot of people out there I know that kind of NBA general sentiment right now is more on the side of the Sixers and Ben Simmons and I can understand that Ben Simmons kind of looks like a brat but at the same time I've seen people saying that like good on Daryl Morey for you know shooting a shot for you know putting that expectation out there of what he wants to get back and I, I don't agree with that because I think that like you should be laughing at Daryl Morey for asking for that kind of trade return for Ben Simmons. Like maybe it shouldn't be a CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons swap straight up. Simmons is better than CJ McCollum. He's younger, but like at most you're throwing a, a, a one first round pick into that deal to make it happen. Three first round picks, three pick swaps. No, that's, that's crazy. I, I can't get on board with that. So like, I think Daryl Morey is just as much of a clown as Ben Simmons right now. And <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where this goes. But I do think it's interesting that like now you do have, you know, evidence that maybe the Sixers would be interested in CJ McCollum in a trade, you know, sending Ben Simmons back to the Blazers. And that's not something that's been reported anywhere at all, all summer as this has been going on, that has never been reported. So it might just be that like, as this situation deteriorates with, Ben Simmons and the 76ers as the season goes on that maybe Maury comes at this with a more realistic viewpoint and maybe a McCollum Simmons trade that's realistic might be something that could happen. Um, That's, but, but no, you know, three first round picks, three pick swaps, McCollum. No, that's crazy. 
<laughs> Dude, <laughs> you, you cracked me up with, with that. Um, that was kind of the, the, the big takeaway for me when, when I read this today was that, okay, there's some substance here. Yeah. The, the fact that there are ongoing conversations, that we're getting it from a legitimate source, a, a reporter who, who is well-connected in the league, one of the best in the business, talking about the Blazers and 76ers having conversations that, are, that involve C.J. McCollum and Ben Simmons. For me, I was like, oh, okay, there's some reality to this. Th- this could be a thing. And like you said, this is totally a, a shoot your shot. Worst case scenario, someone's going to say no. You don't, you don't know the answer till you ask. So he has every right to do that. But at the same time, Neil O'Shea has the same right to say no. Like, yeah. come on, man. What are Laugh we doing here? Why, <laughs> why are you wasting my time with right. this? You know, like, call me back when you're serious is, is also. Call me back when you're sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that, that's where that's at, but you know, it at least lets you know, okay, like if this is the starting point, now we can get, we can get down to, okay, here, here's what it's going to take. If, if both parties continue to want to play ball, because yeah. Neil Olshay could get to a point where he's saying, dude, this is getting ridiculous. I'm not, we're, we're done. Like we're done talking about this. Like you, you're, this is a waste of time. But on the other hand, we could get to a point where, uh, Maury comes back with something and says, okay. How about two firsts and one pick swap? And then, you know, let the negotiations begin. And so maybe that's something that takes place this season because before that, it was just all talk, man. It yeah. was, okay, uh, blogs and other people talking about what would you like to see done in a deal? How do we make our teams better? And you knew that Ben Simmons was unhappy, so, you know, Ben Simmons is out there. And, and now we know this is more realistic than it has been uh, ever before. You did have a report from Jason Quick of The Athletic a couple of weeks ago in which it was just this little piece of information thrown into one of his articles um, about how the Blazers were, I don't know if interested is the right word, but they were willing to consider a straight up swap involving C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. And so you do wonder how much farther, how much further down the road, like Neil O'Shea is willing to go if they are interested in Ben Simmons would he include a first round pick? Would he include someone like Robert Covington um, to make that, that happen? I don't know, but, but the, the, the reporting we have before the report from Shams today was that the Blazers would be willing basically in a straight up CJ for Simmons swap to do that. And that's about it. So I don't know if, if Olshay will budge on that or not. Yeah. I mean, even getting to that point with quick's report, raises the eyebrow a little bit because for so long, we've always viewed CJ McCollum as untouchable, you know, him, him and Damian Lillard really. Uh, so that in, in itself is news, but today hearing details, like very specific things that it's going to take to get it done uh, was definitely like a moment where I said, okay, this could be real, but yeah. still a long way to go. Clearly oh, yeah. Yeah. when, when that's where the, the starting point is, and so, you know, the Blazers have the right to say, no, this is ridiculous. Or as Jared put it, you're a clown. So, <laughs> that's yeah, a clown I move. <laughs> I don't think the Simmons thing is, is going to be resolved one way or the other, whether the Blazers are involved or not. Um, I don't know. I mean, I could see this going as far as Christmas. I don't know if it gets – it kind of – it just depends on how uncomfortable things get in Philly. You know, can Philly 
win at the same clip that they did last season without Simmons. Uh, how unhappy is is Embiid going to be? You know, if if those things start to unravel and things get uncomfortable in Philly, then that's going to to quicken that situation and, and a Simmons trade will happen sooner than later. But I could also see this playing out um, all the way up until the trade deadline. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Simmons still has to sit out the entire time, which yes. isn't a given. That's a lot of money going down. Yeah. The but even if he comes back, you know, if he comes back and is unhappy and, you know, kind of doing his own thing and not playing, you know, the way his coach wants him to, or his teammates want him to, he can, he can come back and still make things really uncomfortable for, for Philadelphia. Yeah. Last thing you want is a, a toxic environment. And that's definitely what they have going on right now. And for a team that wants to be a championship contender, that, that's no bueno, man. Yep. That's, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of not good, <laughs> dude, like so many people on social media were like, did you watch the game? Are you watching the game? Preseason's back, baby. Rip City. Let's go. Blazers, Golden State Warriors. Heck yeah. I'm on my YouTube TV. I'm ready to go. Just like old times. Like I'd been watching Trailblazers games all of last season. Uh, I even burned out my TV in the living room from just watching so many games. Did you uh, really? It, yes, dude. Like that. It, <laughs> you had to replace like, your TV? Dude, no. It's it, uh. dude. It's, it's up on the wall right now. My wife and I is, were like, can we make it till Christmas? Uh, you know, with, with <laughs> Wait for just, the good deals. <laughs> exactly. Like rather than going out and getting one. So like we're watching everything uh, in, our, in our bedroom right now on, on a smaller TV. But whatever. I, I, I digress. But yeah. I, I was I was ready to go first first ten minutes or so, and I knew this. I don't know why. I don't know why I was so like ticked off. Like this was an ongoing thing from the move from the time the move was made from NBC Sports Northwest to Root Sports. I knew I wasn't going to have the game, yeah. but I, I, I I'm on. It's on NBA TV. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, see the starting lineup come out, get about five minutes into the game or whatever, and then. YouTube snaps out of it and blacks it out. And it's like, you cannot watch this right now. And I was like, no, what are we doing? And so, you know, I, I obviously get on Twitter right away. I start complaining. People are like, dude, you need to get a VPN. Dude, you need to start streaming. And in, in you need to take other ways to stream this game, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, man, I shouldn't need to do this exactly. to watch an NBA team. I exactly. shouldn't have to take these routes. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Wingstop. I'm going to get some wings and just watch a uh, squid game or something else, man. Cause <laughs> I, I was like, dude, I, I don't need this negativity right now. So I got in the car. I listened to um, Mr. Demers call the game. And uh, you know, I listened to a little bit of it before I finally tuned out and, and uh, enjoyed my wings, man. But come on. Like, I can't believe we're still dealing with this. And, and I know like Denver Nuggets fans, this is a three-year thing that many of them have been going through with, I believe that theirs is, is with Comcast. But uh, so it, it's a similar issue where you're not able to get it everywhere when you should be able to get an NBA basketball team in your market um, on, on all platforms, streamed across as many places as possible. And so I'm really hoping that in the coming days, in the coming weeks that the Blazers and Root Sports and YouTube TV are able to, to get something together and, and, and get a deal done. Because even when we were uh, going through this at Media Day, I had asked Chris McGowan about where we're at with other streaming options. Because I know there's a lot of us out there 
and and folks that that aren't that don't have this problem just bear with us we're going to talk more blazers but we just got to get this out of, out of the way uh real quick so so stick around i think for a it's moment. fair because i think a lot of blazers fans are in the same boat as we are yeah i noticed it man like seeing so many comments on the thread like oh must be nice i'm not watching the game you know that was like a thing right. that was a theme that that night along with all the uh basketball stuff but you know mcgowan saying that there's there's going to be updates uh, when we get closer to the season, uh, but no specifics on, yeah, there's a deal coming or anything like that. So I'm not holding my breath, but at the same time, I really don't want to switch, man. I like, exactly. I like YouTube TV. I like the setup I have and having to go this route. It's going to be such a bummer to have to just switch things up specifically for Blazers. When, and, and, and I say this because I also have the privilege of, you know, most nights I'm working, so I'm here at the station where I, I get the game and it's right. a non-issue. But when I'm at home, I'm like, dude, that, that's such a bummer. Jared? No, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I've had YouTube TV for quite a while now, and it's honestly, it's the first, like, TV provider that I have liked everything about it. You know, I like the price. It It's really reliable. I like the setup. I like the limit you know unlimited I, this is like now a commercial for youtube tv but like the unlimited uh you know d cloud dvr it's i don't want to switch and that's the whole thing like yes i can get blazers games if i switch to a different provider i understand that and if it keeps going down this road then that's probably the avenue i'm going to go but we shouldn't have to to watch a professional sports team that you root for you should have and you want to pay to watch them play you should have options to do so um that are not limited and blazers fans have been through this you know it's not just now i mean if mm -hmm. you were with the old contract if you were a, a dish network or a, a direct tv subscriber you weren't able to get the games so it's like blazers fans have been dealing this with this one way or another for for more than a decade mm -hmm. and and that's ridiculous that's why blazers fans should be very frustrated by this and i know that like the blazers are saying and root sports is saying that you know, we're working on it. Maybe more things will be announced. I'll believe it when I see it because they said the same things about the satellite providers with the old contract and it never happened mm -hmm. the entire time. And they never got on those platforms. So yeah, I'm frustrated. It, it's, it's ridiculous. We should be able to watch the Blazers. You shouldn't have to switch providers to do so. Um, it's just, it's greed. You know, it's greed from every party. It's greed from the Blazers. It's greed from Root Sports. It's greed from the TV providers that they can't just, get together and make a deal happen. Um, I, I just don't understand it. So yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated. I hope it works out. I hope that, you know, they, they get root sports on YouTube TV here in the very near future and I don't have to switch, but this isn't the way it should be. And so for all Blazers fans out there who are frustrated by this, yeah, I feel you. And, uh, and it, this isn't the way it should be. Come on Blazers. Come on root sports. Come on, UTV, YouTube TV, and everyone else in between, man. Like, there's plenty of blame to, to pass around here. And I know, you know, off the top of the show, I'm, I'm teasing it as, as a root sports problem, but it's really an all of the above problem. And we're the ones that, that suffer because of it. You know, talk about first world problems here. <laughs> that's true <laughs> all right man unfortunate so, souls <laughs> so let, let yeah so, so let's talk hoop now let, let's actually get down to it and we've had some preseason slash training camp storylines uh we've we've had a chance to to hear from the team 
asked some questions of, of most of these guys. Uh, they've gone through now a week and a half, two weeks of practice. We've seen one preseason game, or some of you have seen a full preseason game, just saying. But let's, let, let's talk about a few of these storylines in, in, in the form of buy or sell. And the first one that seems to be uh, a, a big one that maybe wasn't at the beginning of the year, but has now that we have a, a game under our belt of, of seeing what this team is like, and I know our buddy Nate Hansen is going to love this, and he, he's, <laughs> and he might actually take his uh, Anthony Simons jersey off the Raptors and, and wear it a time or two this year, but that's Anthony Simons as a point guard. Jared, what do you think about that idea that Anthony Simons could be the backup point guard this team has wanted? Yeah, so he has not been a point guard up to this point in his career. Uh, he hasn't had the handle to be able to do it. Um, he's, he's a great outside shooter. Um, he's proven that. Um, but he hasn't been much of a facilitator, much of a playmaker, um, not you know, a super strong ball handler. So when I first saw the reports about this, um, that, that Chauncey Billups wants Anthony Simons to play a lot of the backup point guard minutes, you know, instead of CJ McCollum, but actually have Simons run the, the second unit. Um, I was, I was very much in the camp of, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, I didn't get to see it because, you know, wasn't able to watch the game, but in the first preseason game, if you read about it, if you watched highlights, if you, uh, you know, listen to, to players and coaches talk about it, Anthony Simons played very well and he played like a point guard. You know, he had, a very good assist to turnover ratio, six assists, zero turnovers. Um, he got the, the offense into its sets early. You know, he, he found um, players for open shots, you know, within the, the offense. And so I think what's interesting is that there is the case to be made that maybe last season playing in that second unit, he didn't have the opportunity to be a point guard. And I know that this has been brought up, you know, in, in Blazers reporting and on other, other podcasts, but it is very much true that last season, basically Simon's job, if he brought the ball up the court was get the ball into Carmelo Anthony and then Karma, you know, Melo would go to work. So, you know, Simon's can never actually run the offense. He never could, you know, show that he could be a point guard. Now that he definitely had issues with ball handling and, and other things, whereas I don't know, if last season he could have done it if he was asked to, but he looked like a point guard in the first preseason game. Um, This is his fourth season in the NBA. He has gotten better every season. So I think I'm going to tentatively buy this. I think that this can be the next development in Anthony Simon's career that, you know, last season he became a, an instant microwave scorer off the bench at, you know, an outside sharpshooter. And maybe this season he flexes his point guard skills a little bit. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna buy this one. Yeah, the the hype is getting to me. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, with with Anthony, uh, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'm with you. I'm gonna go ahead and, and buy it as well. Seeing him at media day, he's gotten bigger, dude. And I mean that in, in a yeah. good way, yeah. not in my way, not you know me hitting the drive through <laughs> all the time, but. Uh, you know, he's, he's both dug. He's got some, some muscle to him and that's big. And I know that the guys joked about his tattoos and everything and him being a grown up now and whatever, <laughs> but he's noticeably bigger. Like you, you can tell when you, when you see him, he's not that skinny, skinny teenager that, that came into the league anymore. So uh, that lets me know, okay, he's taking this seriously. 
that as a point guard, he's got to be able to take contact and still be able to either facilitate or play make. And that's really been missing from his game. And you mentioned how elite he's been as a spot up shooter, a guy that can knock down the open shot, that microwave that's been great, you know, but in order for this team to be a legitimate contender, like a team that the Western conference needs to look out for, this is one of the ways that the Blazers have to get better. Now it's going to take some sacrifice too. Not only does Anthony have to improve and show that he can handle not only the, the physical act of dribbling the ball up and down the court, uh, being under pressure, um, having a command of the offense. There's just a lot that goes into being a point guard, the, the quarterback, the toughest position arguably in the game. He's got to be able to prove that he can do that. And at the same time, CJ and Dame have to be willing to give him those opportunities. That's and that may, that may mean they've got to play a few less minutes. They need to be off the ball a little more or whatever, depending on what the rotation is or, or how Chauncey decides to have him out there. But if it is Anthony solely out there without Dame or CJ on the floor, like how cool is CJ or Dame going to be with sitting on the pine watching this happen? Because there's nothing that's going to make a player better than those actual in-game reps when it matters. Like, yes, training camp matters, you know, practice, getting better over the offseason. Like, that's where you make your improvements and all that stuff. But in-game action, there's the value of that is so significant. So, like, there's a, a lot of moving pieces in here in order for us to see Anthony Simons, the point guard and playmaker, and not just Anthony Simons, the spot-up shooter who can get you a bucket. But for now, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing that he's moving in that direction. We're seeing progress. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and buy Anthony Simons as a point guard. My next question for you, Jared. Buy or sell, Nasir Little ready to break out? So this one I'm going to sell. Um, and it's not just because he struggled in his first preseason game. I mean, preseason doesn't matter. But it's more just because of... I know it's the third season, and a lot of times, you know, these young Blazers players do break out in their third season. Um, but I don't know, one, if he's going to have the role to be able to really have a breakout season. I mean, at, at best, he's the ninth player in the rotation. That's not a lot of minutes. That's inconsistent minutes night to night. I think that he's going to be challenged by Tony Snell. Tony Snell is a veteran. Tony Snell is the kind of player who's not going to go out there and make mistakes. You know, you know he's going to hit open threes. Um, mm -hmm. He's a good defender. Um, and 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 the thing with Nasir Little last season, he started off the season in the first I don't know month, month and a half. He was really hot, shot the ball really well, and everyone was really excited about that because if he becomes a, a knockdown outside shooter, that opens up his game a lot. But then after that hot start, he really cooled off. You know, he he didn't shoot the ball well the last you know second half of the season. So I just don't know if I, I believe the hype that Nasir Little is going to have this big breakout season. I mean, I think he's a nice young player, but I, just, I don't know if he's going to have the role to do it. And I just I haven't seen enough from him on the court to believe that he's going to be able to have the consistency game in and game out to really have a breakout season. Every year, there's always a, a player 
coming out of training camp, you know, preseason, the media day stuff where, you know, uh, there'll be one or two players where everyone says, man, I was, this was the player that stood out to me. This was the player that made the most strides this off season. They could have an impact in what we do. And this year from most of the, most of the players that were asked about it from, from Damian Lillard all the way down, Nasir Little's name continued to come up. And so that's where a lot of this comes from. Uh, I know that the fan base wanted to see more out of Nasir Little. And what I mean is see him more on the floor, yeah. see him get more playing time because he's, he's electric when he's out there. He brings so much energy. It's a nice bump off the bench to have him. He's willing to, to do the dirty work. He's a physical dude. That's something that this team has, has lacked in years of the past at times. And so I understand that I, the, the desire to see him do well, but I also feel the same way. And I am selling this as well. The same way I felt about Anthony Simons um, two years ago when we did our pod, when we, when everyone said Anthony is ready to make that move, he's going to you know do this and that. It right, just right. takes so, it just takes so much time. Yeah. Like it rarely do you get the dude that like flips the switch the 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 cj you know the where immediately they they just come on the scene and it's like oh we got our sixth man of the year or like it just you mentioned all the 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 hurdles that nasir little has to to overcome to be part of an eight to nine man rotation and it's just asking a lot and we saw the the bursts we saw the the those moments that tell you all right this is a dude like he is talented, but as a young player, it's usually comes with inconsistency. Right. And so he does a lot of the things that Chauncey likes. So I think Chauncey is going to give him opportunities. What can he do with those opportunities on a consistent basis? And we know his heart is in it. We know how, how bad he wants to do right and how much he wants to be a trailblazer, which was awesome to hear the stories that have come out and hear him talk at practice. Uh, you know, about, you know, getting that extra year. And you can tell that he wanted to do so much more in this preseason game, just from everything I've, I've seen, heard, and otherwise. And it was him just trying to do too much. But at this point, for him to be a consistent piece in the rotation, he's got to beat out a lot of dudes. And I think it's going to come. I just don't think it's going to come as fast as everyone thinks it will. So for that, I am going to sell. All right, this one's a this one's a fun one, Jared. I think it's going to be a, a pretty easy one. But uh, Yusuf Nurkic is really happy. <laughs> you buying or selling that man? Oh, I think he's really happy right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm absolutely 100% going to sell that this is going to last the entire season. Um, I think that I think the problem in my mind is that Yusuf Nurkic's expectations for the role he's going to have. And for the way the Blazers are going to play are probably not realistic. And so mm -hmm. then when reality hits and his expectations are not being met, is he going to stay happy or is he going to sulk? I mean, mm -hmm. Nurkic has a history of, of sulking when he's unhappy about whether it's his role, his playing time, the way the Blazers are playing defense, whatever it might be. Um, and so I just don't know if that, you know, this happy honeymoon he has with, with the new coach right now is going to last. 
Um, I think Nurkic is going to have a good season if he stays healthy, but that's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's more of a guarantee that he won't stay healthy with, with his track record. Um, whether the Blazers can play the kind of defense he wants uh, and play it effectively and whether he can actually stay out of foul trouble playing that defense, those are all question marks. Um, if he thinks he's going to have a markedly larger role on offense, that's going to take, like, it was kind of like you said with Anthony Simons and how that his role as point guard relies so heavily on Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum giving up a little bit. Well, Yusuf Nurkic having a bigger offensive role, the kind of offense role, offensive role that he wants requires those guys taking an even bigger step back than, than for Simons, you know, giving up shots, giving up, you know, changing a little bit the way they play, you know, on offense. And I just, the, the other thing is like, is, is dumping the ball into Nurkic in the post or, um, you know, feeding him on a pick and roll. Are those more effective, more efficient shots than what you're getting from CJ or Dame or just shots in, in the flow of the offense? They're not because he's not good at finishing. So I think that there's a lot of things that like Yusuf Nurkic has been told about what this season's going to be like. And I think that his expectations are really high. You know, he, he wants to have an amazing season because it's a contract year. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's going to feel that pressure. And when his expectations aren't met, I just have a, I have a hard time seeing him staying happy. So I'm, I'm selling that one uh, probably more so than any other training camp storyline here. Yeah. It, there's no doubt he's happy now. Like, I, I mean, he is pumped. And I mean, for good reason. I mean, if, if he's being promised all these things, like that's great, but his availability was the Blazers downfall specifically in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and we don't question how good of a player he is. We know um, how good he is here in Portland, but he has to be on the court in order to do so. And that's the challenge with, with Yusuf Nurkic. He's obviously come in. Uh, fit ready to play in this expanded role but it's asking a whole lot of him and one he's got to be out there to be able to to do this to to have this role two that is a lot of energy on both ends of the floor if this defense is going to play more aggressive if he's not you know dropping and having to fight through a little more and he's out on the perimeter a little bit more like that's going to require some energy and it's a give and take. You have so much gas in the tank and on the other end of of the, of the ball, if he's, you know, going to have the ball in his hands, if he's going to be a a distributor, if he's uh, more active, more touches, like all of this is a lot for any player, not just a center, but any player. And so you're asking him to do a lot. And so I think it's Chauncey saying, all right, we think you're good enough, but let's prove it. We're, we're giving you the keys to the ride. Let's, let's see you drive for a little bit, man. Let's see what you can do. But what is your threshold? And so I think we're going to learn a lot over the first you know, dozen games about what Yusuf Nurkic can do, what that threshold is, and if he can hold up because – you're also maxing out that long-term timeline and you have to expect that he's going to miss time somewhere. He's going to miss games uh, this season. If, if the workload is that much, 
And so that's that's where we're at with with Nurkic. And so that's why it has to be a sell until proven otherwise. But there's no doubt Nurk is an awesome player, an important key to the success of this team, vital to to this team. And his role is, is expanding. But it's a it's a the workload is just, I think, to your point, a little unrealistic to ask for both on both ends. Because we, we know how much the Blazers need him defensively. Um, and so I think, you know, giving him the ball more and having him be more involved in the offense is a nice nugget, something to, to keep him satisfied as well, to get those numbers up, to, you know, boost, to help secure the bag, so right. to speak. So, yeah, let's, let's see it happen. I, I, want, I want to see Nurk out there because if he is, the, the outlook of the season – and, you know, the predictions that we'll make next week, uh, he will impact that number. He will impact the, the success of this team. And in a lot of ways, you know, determine how happy Damian Lillard is. And that's really the name of the game at this point is uh, winning, being competitive, because the face of the franchise has put everyone on notice. So I'm with you on that. The last one, Jared, I want to get to defensive adjustments, man. What do you think? Yeah, so they want to be more aggressive, kind of do away with the the drop coverage. Um, I think that they're going to stick with it longer than they did last season, because if you remember last season, they talked about this same thing in training camp. They tried this same thing in preseason games. It was terrible. Um, it did not work at all, um, and they scrapped it very quickly. So the interesting thing will be to see whether they stick with it longer this time around. And I think with the new coaching staff, I think with new personnel, they will, I think it, I think it will work better than it did last season. You know, you just can't, when you have two players like Ennis Cantor and Carmelo Anthony as Mm -hmm. big pieces of your rotation, you cannot play an aggressive style of defense um, or else you'll just get cooked. And that's what happened to the Blazers last season. I mean, they got cooked no matter what defense they were playing, (laughs) but I do think they have the defensive personnel as long as everyone's healthy and that's always going to be the, the question with this Blazers roster. But they do have the defensive personnel now to probably be able to stick with that a little bit longer. They'll probably go through some growing pains. I mean, this it's not easy to change a, a defensive system that you've been running for years. So, I, I mean, I do hope that if they do stick with it, Blazers fans understand that it's going to take a little while. But that if they do stick with it, I do think it's a better – with the players they have, I think it's a better way to – to be a better defensive team. So I think that patience is required, but I do think they're going to stick with it. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy it in that they're going to try um, these defensive adjustments, try to be more aggressive in, in coverage. Um, and I, I do think they're going to be a much better defensive team this season than they were last season. Um, partly because better personnel, partly because of the adjustments. So I will buy that one. Yeah. This is a total personnel question at yep. least when you're comparing last year to this year, can you do that? You know, like, can we even start there? And they brought in some guys who are able to make this defense better. Yeah. I like that you touched on the growing pains because yes, I 100% can guarantee you there will be growing pains. Mistakes will be made from the coaching staff, from the players. There is a lot to handle here. So there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road, but, you're building up towards, you know, April and May. So yeah, you're yeah. going to lose games along the way that maybe last year's team didn't lose or wouldn't lose because of inexperience or 
mental mistakes, guys being out of place, not knowing their assignments, things like that are going to happen. Uh, but, but overall, I mean, it can't be worse than it was last season on exactly. defense. I mean, it can't, exactly. but not really. Well, not, yeah, I mean, not by much. One dude. of the worst defenses in the history of the <laughs> NBA. So like, even if you have growing <laughs> right. pains, like, is the defense really going to be that much worse than it was last season? You may right. as well try this new system that you believe in, that you think is going to pay dividends and play through those growing pains. Cause it can't be worse than it was last season. Yep. I'm just saying, don't expect the Blazers to all of a sudden be a top 10 defense in the first (laughs) month of the season. Oh, right, right. And I think that's the point is that I know they won't say it, but we will. And that's if they're (laughs) an average defense, this team's going to be a problem. Like, they're going to be good, like really good. And have the potential to go further in the playoffs. And so... Average defense is like the goal here. Like that, that is the the standard. If the Blazers are an average defense and that offense maintains what it's done and there's no reason to not believe that even in a new system, you still have Damian Lillard. So that's where we're at with this defense. Like that is the, the standard, the expectation. If they can become an average defense or even like slightly below average, like this team is going to be good. Like this is going to be a really good team. So that's where we're at with that. Like, let's give it a shot. Let's, let's go with the defensive adjustments because clearly what they were doing last year and the years before reached its limit. It didn't work. And now you have the personnel that's better to handle defense, you know, to handle defensive assignments. Larry Nance Jr. is going to be a lot of fun to watch this season. Let's see what, what he can do. Let's see what Mr. Zeller can do. Uh, th- and it just is those better, guys. Better equipped. They can they can defend on the perimeter, and that mm-hmm. was the biggest problem, you know. And that's why the Blazers had to play drop coverage, is because when you have guys like Cantor and and Mello who cannot defend in space, mm-hmm. and you know Nurkic can, but he's not excellent at it, but he can. But when you have those other guys, then you have to play drop coverage. But Larry Nance Jr., Cody Zeller, both of those guys are really good at defending in space, defending out on the perimeter when they get switched out onto that, and so. I think that's why the personnel really matters and they can try this and probably be moderately successful at it, but it is going to take a little while. Absolutely. So don't be mad. Don't be mad when they're getting <laughs> cooked right out of the gate. All right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time. It's going to be a brew. So let's see how, how that goes. But Jared, that was fun. Um, you know, normally I don't think we'll agree on everything. This one was pretty simple <laughs> yeah. in terms of, of buy or sell, I think, because we've had a little bit of time to marinate on some of these topics so but uh yeah nevertheless still good because i i think those those were interesting topics that that are combined within the uh the preseason and and training camp storylines and hearing from these guys and i will say you know we're definitely in in the honeymoon phase as you mentioned from the players to to the coaching staff to the media like we're all we're all talking it up because it is a it is a fresh voice and and i will say uh, hearing uh, Chauncey Billups talk, I get it. Like he's such a good communicator. I liked that he was he was somewhat open for for a head coach to be in terms of like I want to see what we have. We'll see how good yeah. this defense can be. I know that defense is. I, I've never not been a part of a team that didn't play play defense in one games. Like those two things go hand in hand. So defense will be the, the focal point. They're going to move the ball a lot more than they have before. But 
it requires so many things to, to go right for all these things to happen. And I want to see how this team responds when they're hit with some adversity, when things aren't going well right out of the gate. Um, but this team is, is equipped to at least, at least compete this season. I don't know okay. if that means what that means for the postseason and what really matters, but this is a good team, man. Yeah, this team is a good regular season team. Um, mm-hmm. I'll get more into what I see for this team, you know, next week um, when we kind of break down and preview the season. But I mean, I just this the, all this stuff is it, it's the same every single training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always talk about defense. They always, you know, <laughs> the majority of their practices are focused on defensive adjustments. Um, I mean, last season they were they were planning and trying to implement the same defensive system that, that the Blazers are implementing now and mm-hmm. it didn't work and they, they scrapped it quickly. Um, you know, there's always a young player who's, you know, come in to shape and great camp or into camp in great shape and, mm-hmm. um, and, and looking better than ever. And there's ready to break out. So all this stuff, this stuff happens every season and sometimes the stuff pans out and sometimes it doesn't. Um, I'm I, honestly, for myself, I'm not really buying any of it. Yeah. Now, like I, I am damaged. <laughs> I was about to say that last season's playoff embarrassment and the embarrassment of this entire off season for the Blazers. Yeah. I have not recovered from any of that. So for me, the Blazers, it is 100% for me. You have to prove it. Yes. You have to prove that something's different than what we've seen for the past, however many seasons with this team. I, I'm not buying any of this. I'm still going to be following it with interest. I'm still going to watch the games, but the Blazers have to prove it. They just, it, it is a prove it mode for this team right now, for this franchise, for this general manager, for, for these players, for all of them. You know, you want to be a better defensive team, Damian Lillard, you have to prove that you can play defense. You know, it goes all the way to the top. So it's prove it mode, mode for me. I mean, that's, that's, that's where I stand with it. And I'm going to, that's where I'm going to be for a while. Oh, I, I love this. This is a safe space, Jared. <laughs> Let it all out. Let it all out. I, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you've already gone there because I think that's a good way to tease next week's podcast. This is going to have some juice. It always does because we're making our, our predictions, how we think this season will play out. And so that is always one of our, our best podcasts that we do every season because we say a lot of good stuff and we also say a lot of dumb things that we look back on and laugh about and oh, yeah. make fun of each other about. So the receipts will be there. Yep. That, that is the tease, the receipts. That's all you need, man. You go there, you check it out, you listen, and then you hold us accountable for that stuff because that's, that is where we will be heading next week because the Blazers have three more preseason games left Monday versus Sacramento, Wednesday at the Suns, Friday at, at the Warriors. And basically, the thing that I care about in these preseason games is don't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Stay healthy. Because yep. we're not going to get a whole lot out of this. We're going to over-speculate about preseason yep. games because we got nothing else to talk about until that happens or a major trade goes down. Yeah, so just stay healthy. Yep, don't get hurt. Just stay healthy. Because I don't think uh, Cody Zeller is going to like playing in a mask, you know, <laughs> with a broken nose too much. That's not a lot of fun. Norman yep. Powell with hip discomfort. Like, don't deal with this stuff this early, like trailblaze. Save that stuff for later in the year, trailblazers, when you know you're going to have these injuries that are going to come up. But we don't need this negativity right out of the gate. <laughs> we got other stuff 
that we want to preview besides injuries. So do not get hurt. And then the NBA season tips off Monday, October 18th. The Blazers' regular season starts two days later. Wednesday, at home, versus the Sacramento Kings. So you know, next week's podcast, our annual NBA Blazers season preview. Always a fun one. Extravaganza, so to speak. (laughs) So make sure you are subscribed so that show pops up into your feed as soon as we publish next week. My public service announcement is over. I love it. Please make sure to join us. Give us those five-star reviews. Let us know (laughs) what you like about the podcast. Put it in front of more eyeballs and more people's ears. Feed the algorithm, as they say. (laughs) Feed it. (laughs) But, man, it it is so good to be back, Jared. I'm glad we were able to do this. Uh, Folks uh, expect to see things back on a consistent basis as we – the season – begins and and we're back in basketball mode the the off season was nice we were able to get right and do our thing and uh now we we are back baby so we appreciate you for rocking with us the past few years we are charged up and and getting ready to go jared it was good to see you again man awesome to see you let's run this back next week keep that same energy because i know you are going to bring it with those (laughs) predictions man so we'll see you on on the next one Everyone, thank you again for listening. Take care, y'all.